to say this is bonkers here we are Suze. did you ever think that we would have done enough episodes of our og podcast Mm -mm. to then be able to create new content from that original content i did not but here we are it's kind of like well it is a spinoff show you know how i always joke that we hit law and order numbers (laughs) yeah now we have hit law and order spinoff now we have a spinoff like this is true like law and order it's a franchise totally i love this yes brain candy podcast presents i mean yes the concept for this I mean, really, we'll come across it in the original Brain Candy because we so often are saying we should do a show where we, like, call it Things We Got Wrong and, yes. and you know, revisit some of our mistakes. Our and- foibles. <laughs> right. But then I think you and I both mm-hmm. felt like it could be something so, so much bigger than just, like, correcting yes. errors. You know, and and we were, I think we were also inspired by our listeners who gave us some good ideas. Some of the Brain Candy Brainiacs Mm -hmm. said, and I believe it was in a live Q&A or in a book club meeting um, when we announced that we were going to do this, said, wouldn't it be fun to have people come on who maybe got things wrong that they wanted to talk about? And, you know, like we, we so much, so often... We focus so much on getting things right and everything is about getting things right that we, I don't know, maybe skip over the opportunity to learn and grow Yes, by examining the things that we got wrong. Yeah. Like this is one of the key things that I want us to remember as we record these is that this is really a celebration of growth. Yep. And also an a willingness to admit our faults or our mistakes yes. or or just to change your mind is okay. Totally. Totally. You know, that as somebody who used to be Republican and now yes. is Democrat and used to be a an evangelical Christian and is now a, a heathen, <laughs> I know better than most how oh. rewarding it can be to a adjust your worldview yeah. and learn and, and, and you know, hilarious. I, I think we got a taste of this. You know, I had a taste of this when e- even just being on the real world and watching myself, you know, we talk about this a lot that you can see that, that there's people often react differently coming off that show. And if they watch themselves, I don't know, acting out in certain ways or giving in and in, in to certain behaviors or whatever and mm-hmm. notice things that they want to change and look at that and go, wow, you know, that I see those, those faults in myself and I see how I affected others and I want to grow and learn from that. Then you get people who really come out of that experience 
changed and and matured by it and almost like fast tracked to that um, mm-hmm. like self awareness, you know. Well, and I think that I was able to get that by watching myself. And so I think there's real value in going back. Have like, oh, and it is kind of cringy sometimes to look it's back. It's so cringy. We've Sarah. been there. It's, it's, it's so cringy, cringy to look at pictures from like a couple years ago. Think about like the things you've said. Ah! Well, I was thinking about how since the pandemic, people have been talking about how because they're on Zoom and stuff so much that we're having to look at ourselves too frequently yes. now. And so that um, people are getting way more Botox and fillers and plastic surgery on their face mm-hmm. because they are confronted with their reflection all the time. And that can be really unsettling and, and too much. But since we are forced to hear our own thoughts on brain candy and on reality TV, and now of course in zoom and stuff, like the least we can do is learn from it. Mm -hmm. And even though it might be disturbing to Mm -hmm. see the things and hear the things we said, it's difficult and there is no amount of change, anything that's worthwhile that isn't a little bit difficult and isn't yeah. uncomfortable. You know, change and, and growth in any way is always a little bit uncomfortable. I mean, we actually call them growing pain. Like we have them in the yeah, like right. growing pains. Like this is a thing, you know? Yeah. As so, long as we've got each other, we got the world. <laughs> well, I don't even know that we have sort of the full picture of what the show will be or how long it will carry on. Mm -hmm. But the vision I think you and I share going into it is we're going to look back on all those Mm -hmm. brain candy episodes and Mm -hmm. maybe share ways that we've changed our minds, things that we said in, in error Mm -hmm. and this, how the science may have changed since we started. They changed their minds too. Yep. Like, one minute they say salt's bad, the next yeah. minute they say it's good. I'm sticking eat with bacon. It's good. Don't eat bacon. <laughs> eat bacon. Drink wine every day. Don't drink wine every day. Yeah. So you know they change their mind too. So we'll talk about that. And I mm-hmm. think Sarah, you were so right that being able to interview people in the public eye mm-hmm. who were wrong about something mm-hmm. and then can come and share what it was. Mm-hmm. I feel like I told you one of the names that I thought about for this show was something based on the notes app apology. The you know the celebrities whenever they apologize now they write it in the notes app. Ah oh, yes, and it's it's just this thing it's now funny because I wrote all the notes for this in the notes app as well. So it's where we put things. Right, it's where we put things, and it's where we like people often then apologize. The apology for letter lives. Oh my god, so sort yes. Of, this this podcast is sort of like a notes app apology. For, not, yes. Forever. Yes. And I know there are people who... <sighs> okay. I had a personal experience just a little bit ago about like going back and just admitting being wrong. And it was something that, you know, it wasn't even something I had intended to do. I was having a conversation with my mom well, kind of an argument with my mom. <laughs> and uh, she was, she brought up how sometimes I can have this tone that can be a little condescending if I disapprove of how others did something. 
And uh, my mom and her friend were staying at my house and I had a key lime pie that uh, went in the oven. And then I went to the grocery store, went to do some errands and I gave them very specific instructions on when to take it out. And they did not follow those instructions and they burnt the pie and it looked terrible. And then when I came back, I was like, what happened? And I guarantee I used that rude tone. And so, you know, my mom had mentioned that her and her friend, you know, kind of like, always talk about the tone or like joke about Are the tone. Are you serious? Yeah. So I was like, well, you know what I'm going to do then? I'm going to apologize to your friend for That's using nice. that tone. I don't I mean, know if I've ever really done that in a way, like as an adult, like I think I've, I, I hope maybe I've apologized to you for something I've done maybe. And, but I don't think I've ever really need, like had to go back and say like, you know, I'm really sorry for the way. I spoke to you here and and did that and it was wonderful. It was much easier than I thought. It was hard. I felt like a, a I don't know, like my heart was like gonna explode. Oh like, my god. Sarah, did she apologize for fucking burning your pie? Cause no, maybe- but I, I'm sure <laughs> I, I'm sure I could have I'm sure however I was responding was you weren't no. even, and I feel like they care. just got back from happy hour or something, and I was like really annoyed. So I, I okay, I'm there sure there was more I, to it. Yeah, and so well, that like, was very big of you. Yeah, to do. I, and I, I was like, wow. I, and then I had to think. I was like, damn, I am like thirty something something, and thirty seven. <laughs> who cares? No, how old am I? Oh my 36. god, thirty six. <laughs> 36. See, I don't even freaking know. That's things things we got wrong part two. Sarah's age. Uh, uh, but yeah, so like, I'm like, I can't believe that I've never really done this. And I think it, it, what inspired me a little bit of this, what I, or I thought about in that moment was how Naya from the challenge reached out to me and called me to apologize. We had a wonderful FaceTime, like little Zoom sesh, FaceTime. And she apologized for things she had said and actions she had taken on the challenge. And I'd never had anybody from the challenge do that. And then I was Pretty like, powerful. Me? Yeah, it sure was for well, both of us, I think. And I pointed out how, you know, she had made amends with Jordan. Um, they had had this big um, blowout, I guess, on television that involved like race and really big stuff. And they ended up reconciling and -hmm. and making amends. And I was saying how I think that was such a positive experience for her Mm -hmm. and it, you know, got them back on the show and there was all this like positive, um, results from it that I think it encouraged her then to think, yeah, I want to keep that train going. This, that's a perfect example that you do that hard thing. You, you say like, this is what I got wrong. You make amends, you do what you need to do to kind of like I don't know, repair that in a way that feels satisfying to you because that's all we can really do. You know, it's not for other people. It has to be like what we determine is apology enough or making amends enough. And then positive – and then it becomes easier. It becomes mm-hmm. like something you're like, wow, that – it actually feels good. It's like this thing yeah. that's really scary and hard feels good to do. And it lightens the load of, of your inner life yes. and in ways you didn't even know you were burdened. Right. It's like you that know? cloud that you carry that you just think about and then you yeah. say it and you're like, oh my God, I don't need to worry about this ever again, really. 
Yeah. And the other person, you know, when, when I think when I apologized to me, I, there were a lot of things that she, where I was like, honestly, you do not need to hold that in your heart. I have not thought about that one time. I do not like, I, I thank you for saying that, but you know, like I'm good. And you did not hurt me in that way. And I think that kind of freedom also helps. What I, what I want to avoid personally though is, yeah, well, cause inevitably a show like this is going to bring up themes about cancel culture and all this dialogue that people are having about Mm -hmm. like, are we allowed to say anything anymore? Right. I mean, is everything offensive? All that stuff. Mm -hmm. I have been, and probably, well, no, will continue to offend people because being uncensored like we are Mm -hmm. inevitably results in that sometimes. And I really don't want to ever be silenced, especially from asking questions and considering things. So I probably will have to clarify that as we go, because I don't really regret saying certain things, Mm -hmm. but I may have changed my mind about it or wished I had said it differently or whatever. So we'll have to explore those subtleties as we go. Absolutely. Did you... Begin listening to oh boy oh boy oldies but goodies slash baddies. I sure did. <laughs> First of all, my Amazon, my my Alexa, like had a glit, like couldn't take it. Did not know how to play episode one. She kept playing no. like our our like bonus episodes. I'm, no, Alexa, stop. So finally, I got it to play. Uh, it is so hilarious to see how similar we are. How a lot of the things that we say in the very first episode are things that we repeat over and over yes. throughout the that entire... That was shocking to me. Wow, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, a lot of it was stuff that is constant from for all seven yeah. years. Being angry at the patriarchy. <laughs> Consistent. It's a running theme. Yeah. But then there were so many things that yeah. I was like... Okay, so I guess we'll start with episode one. You want to do yeah. that? Yeah, let's do it. I did find it kind of what? Well, first I, I wanted to, my my first question was I needed a timeline. When did we start? Did we start before I left? And this is like a timeline that we wouldn't be able to look up. Did we start before I left for the challenge with Johnny? Oh, Yeah. Yeah, okay, we so started we did it. September of 2015. Okay, so I was already married then. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, I, I crunched everything down together. I left for the challenge then a while after I got married. Yes. Okay. Wow. I were, yeah. Okay. I was not well, happy. <laughs> it is so <laughs> weird to hear married Sarah on there really it is watching weird. her words. What? Why was she watching her words? Because I was scared to offend my now ex-husband. Were you, um, was it a dishonesty or was it just like you didn't want to say no, things incorrectly or what? It's never a dishonesty. It's almost a, this is kind of how I got by on the challenge too. It's a, like a lying by omission, like a, mm-hmm. like a not, not the full be, story, not the full story or not even not like like sugarcoat not even sugarcoating it just like um 
Yeah, maybe sugarcoating is the right word. Okay. Yeah. Right. Because sugarcoating implies that the, the original thing is still there, just covered in a nice layer of... <laughs> yeah. You know. And you... I was trying to call you Sarah Patterson, right. and you said... I know. I no. said, no, Sarah Rice. I think that... Like, it's interesting that... A lot of a lot of what I felt in that relationship was that my identity was lost, and so I mm. felt like the podcast was a place where I could really be more of that Sarah Rice identity that I felt mm. like I was losing. So, yeah, that was interesting to hear. And I told Sarah separately, like it would be really weird for me to have to listen if my familial life had changed significantly since we started because mm-hmm. it probably does feel like a different person in a way mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that would make me feel. Well, it's a reminder of, you know, and this is kind of why it it can be helpful to like journal and write things down and then go back to like what you, you know, read or, or what you wrote before because... I don't know. It, it allows me to look at memories of the past with the perspective of now and the, the, the knowledge and awareness of now. And I, I recognize the ways I've grown and the ways mm. I've, I've become more authentic and less apologetic and, 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 I think a lot of things, you know, when I think about, like, you say, was I, you know, did I not lie or did I, like, have to, like, I don't know, change my words or whatever. It So much of what I was doing was considering him instead of considering me. Mm-hmm. And that is the thing that I have, I got wrong, is mm-hmm. that I was considering somebody else in order to... I thought that by putting somebody else's needs or considering so- how somebody would feel before considering how I would feel, uh, would le- I would be happier. That would lead to my happiness. Mm-hmm. But it is and has only been by putting myself first that I've been able to find that happiness and that joy. Mm-hmm. I think that anybody that has been watching or listening all this time would be able to see that that progression and how good it's been for you. Yeah. Yes. And I want that to be, you know, inspiring to other people. Like I think being, maybe being able to hear that and see that difference can, somebody can recognize that in themselves and be able to say like, i want to be more authentic in how I live and do things that might be really hard because usually it is when you have to start living for yourself instead of somebody else. Well, and it's something that society encourages so much, especially with women, which is that sort of the Mm self-sacrificial approach to relationships, Mm -hmm. make yourself small physically Mm -hmm. and emotionally um, to leave room for that person. You are an accessory to this person's life. No, thanks. No, thanks. Yeah, so that, I'm glad you've adjusted that yeah. point of view. And um, I want to be clear, like, I'm, I I don't even, I think that it's a formula, like it's a, a recipe, you know, and what I have mixed with what he had created that in the relationship. I think that that does not mean that 
how he is in another relationship would always be like that and vice versa in the same way I'm different. So, you know, it was just how it, I never, I feel, I always feel like because a relationship failed does not mean that both people in it are, mm, you know, or that somebody is a failure. I know. Like there was a, uh, Louis CK did a bit after he got divorced where people would um, say to him, uh, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that you got divorced. And mm-hmm. he said like something like you should never say that to someone because a divorce means they they right. were in an unhappy marriage. It's right. not sad that they got divorced. Right. It's sad that they were together. I don't agree with that at all. Yeah. Like I I know it's for a bit, so it was not didn't have to right. be fully true. But I I think a lot of times that a marriage can actually be successful and it can still end. Right. Right. If that makes sense. It can be when I think when people move towards their authentic selves. Yeah. And when they they really decide what it is that they need. Mm-hmm. They can, you know, you get some clarity and you can recognize that this partner, although I love this person, is not able to provide what I need. And it could be, I see this a lot in couples, um, you know, that I work with in my work as a therapist, uh, when there is a, a describe and even friends, um, when one of them wants to have a, a kid and the other one does not. Right, and you can love somebody so much, and you can like, re- but have just a different idea of the future and the life that you know you want, and that well, is okay. And you have to just kind of accept that that you get that maybe you need different things. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone would acknowledge this to be true with platonic friendships over your lifetime, like your best friend from second grade, right? Like, let's say you're not friends with that person anymore. It doesn't mean that the relationship failed. Right. It ended yeah. or, you know, it doesn't exist Needs anymore. Changed. But that was so awesome for second grade, right. Susie or Sarah. You know what I mean? So we all have that concept about how friendships can end, but it still was a fun friendship. Yeah. I feel that way about marriage. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. Yeah, you grow apart. Whatevs. Hey, I thought it was crazy in that first episode where you said you like cheap beer. Is that still true? I, I If you're looking at the beers that I do like and don't like, I do not like any of that fancy brewery shit. I definitely really? like cheap beer over. Gosh, yeah. Sarah. I really just like a, a, like a Corona. That's like yeah, the go-to. I just want too. Corona and lime and that's like it. Okay. I was like, oh, I, I'm learning this again. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I was so surprised with how many uh, – uh, how, how much like – jargon or slang terms we did not know yeah i couldn't believe that i didn't know like head bitch in charge i'm like no that's like in the repertoire like that's what we that's like our go-to yeah hbic well i think it does speak to how quickly culture changes now wow that is a really good point mm-hmm. that it does sound like wow we we had no clue about these things that are very much like part of the yeah you know, common yeah. language not like yeah, yeah. That, and that didn't used to be i mean the digital culture is a totally different speed of life for better yeah. or worse yeah 
Can we talk about for like kind of the first official maybe thing we got wrong-ish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to uh, talk about the foot fetish conversation. Oh, okay. Okay. For starters, I still feel um, in the first episode we talked, you shared how Mm -hmm. scientists think that part of the reason foot fetish is one of the most popular fetishes mm-hmm. is because of the location of the brain. And now we know stimulated. that. Right. Yes. And that the part of the brain that gets activated during orgasm mm-hmm. is also next, it's next to the part of the brain where the foot sensory situation is. Mm-hmm. And I said, and I still don't understand why if that were true, why there would be so many more men with foot fetishes than women. Here's what I think about that though. Okay. Maybe in the same way that males and females are stimulated sexually differently. Like you have, like men are more visual and women, it's more intellectual and more, you know, happening kind of in their mind versus like what they see. I wonder if you looked at like the number of women who really enjoy getting a foot massage or going and getting a pedicure and feel super relaxed mm-hmm. and like all because if you ask me what stage comes right before I'm about to have an orgasm, it's super relaxed. So when I you don't have know. an orgasm, do you feel it in your feet? I do. That's yes, I do. Yeah, I do. So it goes like you know down Ooh, there. Yeah, for sure. In your toes. Um, okay, we're getting so, somewhere. <laughs> so I know that that connection exists. Whatever the yeah. hell those nerves are going on. But the specificity of like uh-huh. the fetish that men have right. Right. is so intense. And like I, we did a poll. I remember Rain Candy. No, nobody has, not one female right. I've ever known has that thing of like, yeah, give me those toes. Can you say that? <laughs> I I honestly think you can say that about almost every, like, c- can you tell me a fetish, a female fetish where we're like, oh yeah, yep, I can't either. For I real? Can't. Wait, what? Do, don't, tra- don't some people love like latex and stuff? Yeah, but like if you think about the one who's like, uncon- like really needs it to get off. See, I, I can't imagine. <sighs> I really don't like men, I've discovered. <laughs> That's one thing I got wrong. I used to yeah. like those those guys. Oh my goodness. Like it, Cause you remember on Brain Candy recently when I was talking about monkeypox? Yes. And I was like, correct. can you all just quit banging for a minute yeah. until we figure this out? I I think that I have more um puritanical values like f- probably from my childhood than I realize because I get really disturbed by unbridled sexuality. Uh, is it just unbridled sexuality or is it any extremes of like human behavior where you're like, oh, well, for Pete's sake, like, cut it out. Like, yes. Curb your enthusiasm. Yes. Yes. That's curb it. it. Curb. curb it. Although then I go to a Brian Wilson concert and I cry for two hours. So well, that's, that's, I'm a hypocrite also. 
<laughs> okay, but I just wanted You're to You're only human, Suze. First of all, I was looking up this foot fetish stuff because I'm fascinated. Yeah. And I do think it's hilarious that it's called podophilia. Like, it's so close to pedophilia that it makes me upset. Oh, my. Why would they call it podiatry? You know, like, oh, yeah. Huh. Podophilia. Okay. You don't want to say that wrong. Podophilia. Oh, pod- God. You really don't want to say that wrong. <laughs> You're a podophile. And- Could you imagine they have a convention? <laughs> Where are my podophiles at? It's terrible. <laughs> Microphone cuts out a bit. <laughs> So they have this image on this thing that I saw where they show that the foot, toes, and genitalia really are very close right on that cortex thing. Okay, I get it. But why is it that none of these articles are like, oh, and the reason why it's super strong for men is because like they are so fucking horny. I think that's it. I think that's the answer, but nobody wants to write that in an article. And you... I hit the nail on the head though. When they did talk about women, it was in the context of massaging. Okay. Mm-hmm. Things we got because right. Sarah's killing it. There we go. There we go. Because, yeah. you know, I was thinking about this for myself and I, I very much enjoy foot action. Yeah. But it's more like soothing than a, like stimulate. But I, be- like, oh, I yeah, bet. But- that you could get me closer mm-hmm. through a sensual foot massage. Yes. Than a sensual, like, whatever time you want to spend on genitalia or. Yeah. So maybe. Erogenous. What, t- what t- you... We'll call it classic. Erogenous OG. <laughs> and I think that you really helped me just now understand this that, that it's yes. the same thing. It just manifests in different ways with different types of brains, like female versus male. Yes. Like if you look at, if you look at climaxing as like, we're taking a train to orgasmville. (laughs) Yeah. You're going to have some stops along the way. Yeah. I would say the relaxation that I feel from a Mm -hmm. foot massage is one or two stops before (laughs) O-Town. If you were to look at a male on that same train, I think that whatever he's doing, whatever's happening with that foot fetish, oh, I need you to step on my balls, whatever they do, (laughs) is one to two stops before O-Town for him. (laughs) Whatever they do. Right. Okay. Do you see? Like, it's the same track, but different, but like a different experience at at the stop or whatever. Yeah. And... Okay, this is a stretch. I'll probably regret it, but <laughs> so I've talked to you about this, I think, privately, but you know how like oftentimes people that are child predators mm-hmm. um are had been victims or survivors mm-hmm. of it in their own life at an early mm-hmm. age. Mm-hmm. And that their wires got crossed and then they associate sexuality with their first horrible Mm-hmm. predatory sexual experience. But um, I have noticed anecdotally mm-hmm. that women I know who experienced um, childhood sexual trauma tend to become uh, childlike as adults, but without that predation. Mm-hmm. So like um, I have a relative who experienced that and then she became someone who works in childcare. 
-hmm. right? And she connects with kids emotionally, not sexually. Yeah. And so in a way, I feel like this uh, I see what you're getting at. Yeah. It's the same thing, but it manifests in two different ways. Okay. I see what you're saying about how there's that how is translated emotional, in the brain? Yeah, how there's an emotion, a deep emotional connection or understanding yeah. that translates into like some sort of physical one. I can see what. So you... with men, when they have a foot fetish, it's just like Hornyville, and mm-hmm. when women do, it's more like soothing massage type. Mm-hmm. Like they're not loony mm-hmm. tunes about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just a theory, but very interesting. Okay. Yeah. So... There's all. There's a part of me that thinks though that that the. That childlike, that connection to being a child is mm-hmm. that part was kind of stolen and that there's a forced adulthood. There's a forced mm, maturation mm-hmm. that happens that's un, uh, that's like not on their terms. Yeah. So there is a desire to seek out like the experiences that were stolen away from them. Yeah. Hello, Disney gays. I'm telling you, those gays that are obsessed with Disney, part of it, I think, is because they got ripped off in their childhood and had to, like, pretend like they weren't who they were and their mind was elsewhere. And so then they grow up and they, like, get super into Disney. Yeah. And it's the childhood thing. I don't know. Yes. Childhood is, like... Oh, that's... It really makes or breaks your brain or... You know, yeah. it creates yeah. those wires. Yeah. Mm. Uh, how funny was yeah. it, by the way, in that episode when you speaking of the um, the terms we didn't know, like how you thought SMH stood for? Oh like, my god, was a word. Like, <laughs> I still read it like that, and I was like, Shmeh. I wrote that in my notes. I was like, SMH, ha ha ha. That's adorable. I still was like. Shmeh. Because, like, it kind of should be. but It anyway. kind of should be. But, and also, shake my head, it's, like, almost like the opposite meaning. Like, eh. And then, tisk tisk tisk. <laughs> yeah. You know? Because then we do have that. TSK is kind of like tisk tisk tisk. That's, like, yeah, shaking right. your head in a different way. So, come on. What are we doing? Acronyms or 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 uh, onomatopoeia or alliteration or whatever <laughs> the word. Uh, I can't remember. Right. Whatever. Whichever one is right. You should be able to um, choose. So... One of the things that we talk, uh, one one question I wanted to ask you. Mm. One of the things that that, and this will kind of lead us, I think, into a, the great debate. Uh, but one of the things that we talked about was comments other people had made online, and yeah. I wanted to know if you still feel the need to defend your position when people get things incorrect online. Like there was there was something that happened in that we were we were going over the list of HBICs from the challenge and you were number 1 on the list and there was something that they that they had mentioned and you were like but that's not right it's actually this 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 that happened and I wanted to know if that desire to cuz I feel like as I've like known you on you know in real life and on this show that I that's kind of lessened that I feel like you've gotten like better at or like you just kind of like let people be wrong about things that's really interesting Do do you feel that way I do feel that way but I wonder if it's out of almost like um where you just give up surrender yeah right which can be healthy but 
I'm not sure if it came from a place of like growth. Yeah. Or just like I died a little inside and <laughs> let go of it. I don't know, but I'm well, glad that it you feel that way that I am Well, cuz I so... thought about your response. I thought about how quick you were to kind of like just like the 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 <sighs> like defensive kind of if you were to like, it's not defensive, but if you were to measure that defensiveness on an intensity scale, it's more, or the reaction on like a level of like an intensity scale. I felt mm. like the reaction was more intense than what it would be now. And maybe in a way, talking about all those things over time kind of gave you the perspective to understand like, yeah, oh, those are just randos who, you know, are going to get things wrong or whatever. Or, you know, yeah. but I thought about how you responded to that then, listening to that, and it sounded out of character for you now. When I listened to that, I was like, oh my gosh, she would never do that now. So that was like something that made me feel like, oh, I'm going to write I'm this down. I'm so glad. That's I'm- great to hear because I do, I, that's not an attractive quality to be sort of always ready to pounce. Well, it's it's also exhausting. I think it would be mm. very tiring to kind of like get that intent, like feel that reaction, have that emotional reaction. But I understand why. Yeah. Well, I, pretty much anything that you and I have gone through in terms of like having to hear the feedback from... Uh, you know, people online or whatever about the show or about anything. I mean, it's been so long now right? that I sure hope that you, we've developed some sort of way of, (laughs) yeah, Sarah found out she literally has thick skin and it's the best thing ever. Yeah. My mom's, uh, my dermatologist (laughs) told me, it was like, you know what? You've got really thick skin. (laughs) Which is like hilarious to me. And then my mom, when I were just having dinner last night, and she said, you know, it's a funny thing. My surgeon, not like unsolicited, like I did not, this was, this was, this, I did not like prep her talk about my thick skin. And she out of nowhere was like, the the surgeon said that I had very thick skin, some of the thickest skin he'd ever seen. (laughs) That's so great. Right. Um, I do feel, Sarah, though, that I know, I wonder if you feel this way. The experience of developing relationships with our listeners over these seven years has been really healing for me in some ways because they're so generous. Yes. Respectful, kind, understanding. Uh Uh-huh. It's been very heartening to see the type of people that we have attracted. Yep. I mean... Oh, that's beautiful. Cause I'm going to go ahead and know, say like attracts like. So if you listen well, to us and you're like, these gals are great, then that means you are also great. So shout out to you listening right now for being the amazing human that you are because yeah. you are awesome. Because sometimes over the years I've been like, I wish our show would um, grow faster. I wish we would reach more people and that more people would listen. I, I still want that. Yeah, but of course. When I would see these other shows get huge, uh-huh. and then I would listen to the shows because uh-huh. we have a podcast network, and so I was constantly having to see these really terrible shows mm-hmm. get huge audiences. 
Mm-hmm. And I would be really resentful. Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> Sorry. And I would get resentful. But then I realized it really is mm-hmm. quality versus quantity. Right. It is. It's going to be like that. And I'll take it. And and if it ain't your cup of tea, don't drink it. But like, yeah. this is quality tea, it, people. Yeah. And I our, think so. Listeners so really listeners. get it. Yes, they do. They want to learn, but they really want to laugh. Yes. And, and they're so smart. They came to the right place. <laughs> they did. Okay. Oh. Um, before we do the great debate, which we might have to save it for next time, but... Oh, my God. Because so that, was, that was episode five. I had a right. couple things on episode three that I wanted to visit, which was... Um, Oh, I don't think I listened to... I didn't listen to episode three. Oh, okay. So here's me, one thing that really cracked me up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I'll get to you. You said that... I don't remember the context, but you said well, that suicide was illegal. And I was like... I mean, technically. What are you... Ta- <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> technically, she said... Okay, so at the time of like, what? Why did you just say illegal? What are you talking about? And you go, suicide is illegal. And I'm like, where? And you were like, well, like in certain states or whatever. And I was like, that can't be true. And we were going back and forth about it. Number one, tell me what makes you think that it is, or thought that it was, or whatever. What? What? Yeah. Is that you feel like it's murder of yourself? That. This is the best thing. I love it. Yeah, that I feel like there are some law, like, I don't know. That so, like, I don't know. So, right, who's going to prosecute that? Who's going to be like, you're going to jail for doing that? No, it's crazy when I say it out loud. No, but at the time, I was thinking, like, they're dead. What are you going to do about it? But you were saying, like, if you attempt it. They would, yeah, but I feel like this is like a, a one of those. I don't know. Well, tell me what this. Okay, this is well, the episode I should have listened to <laughs> to like then do all my research on 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 this. No, so I was. I just wanted to know. And here is what the truth is in terms of the United States of America. Yeah. Um, okay. Suicide in the United States is Ill, is legal in all fifty states. Um, uh, physician-assisted suicide is legal in some states, mm-hmm. and voluntary euthanasia is illegal in all states. Um, <sighs> so you're wrong in the sense that it, it is legal to kill yourself in all 50 <sighs> states, um, which is good. Yes. In my opinion. Yes. Number one, because if somebody's attempted and then you're like, you're going to jail, I really right. don't think it's that's going to solve the problem. It's insane. It's insane. <laughs> like, I don't think that's going to make them want to live. Right. Um, but also during this, com- does this surprise you that it's legal? You- no, it doesn't. It makes sense. But what more, what is more surprising is like that how voluntary euthanasia like what's the definition of that so that's like volunteering for somebody else to execute you yeah so it wouldn't be a doctor but it would be like you tell your husband hey can you poison me because i don't want to be alive anymore and then they would do it that's illegal even if i want to die 
it's it's almost like where's the line? So like if you have somebody who's like, here, can you supply me with this stuff? Is yeah. That, is that illegal? Yeah, that's illegal. Wow. Yeah. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Elements of suicide, like supplying somebody with the things to kill themselves. Yeah. Would be. That's illegal. Interesting. Yeah. Um. Okay. But then during that conversation... <laughs> I think I was trying to be provocative, but also funny by saying, like, I was kind of making a joke that, like, it's not bad to feel like you want to take your own life. But then I realized how shitty it was, and I tried to, like, walk it back (laughs) and be like, I don't want to... I got real serious, and I was like, I just want to be clear. I don't want anyone that's suffering, whatever. But... I think what I was trying to get at was what we eventually talk. Well, I think we said in the first episode, it's hard being a person. I think it that was hard. You said that person. in the very first episode. I think that's what I was sort of acknowledging is yeah. that like, I mean, those, those feelings are common feelings. Those feelings yeah. are not, are not feeling. And, and I think it's so important for people to know that, just because we have the thoughts does not mean that that is like what we're going to do. What like thoughts are just thoughts and our brain's job is to like give us options. And so sometimes it gets to the point where it's so stressed and in so much pain that it starts giving options that are like not realistic and not really the, the, good ideas, but it's just an idea. It's just like, like, what about this? What about this? What about this? And then your conscious mind gets to go, well, this is what I, I need to get through this right now. But those thoughts of, of, wouldn't it be easier if I weren't here? Those kind of things are thoughts that a lot of people have had and that are really more common than I think people even know. People get very scared of them and then like don't want to have them and then they can't help but think of them and then it feel it gets even more. But you know, if we just recognize it as like, okay, that's an option, but not one that I am going to take. Thanks so much, but no thanks, then I don't know, there's a little more acceptance there. That the first uh that was the third episode. I think you told me about the bridge in that one, the documentary that mm-hmm. I then watched uh, more recently. And, um, I, after having watched it, I think we talked about this on brain candy recently, how like the, the people that just say that all the time though, mm-hmm. um, it can be so exhausting on their loved mm-hmm. ones. You know yes. what I mean? Yes. Because I, I think what they're really saying is, can you make me not feel like this yes. anymore? Right. And I think maybe they should say that. Yeah. Mm. Like, because you desensitize people Correct. then and they yeah. start getting fed up. Yeah. We saw yeah. that in the um, in the bridge. The one guy would tell his friends that all the time and they were really exhausted with it. Yeah. But I think if we, people talked a lot more about how life is so hard and yeah. with social media and everyone presenting their oh. lives as perfect, right. then, then you think, well... My life is nothing like that. It's right. terrible compared to everyone else. That's right. a lie. It is a lie. It's a big old lie. What do you, you think were even of that saying, new, um... You were even saying that, that you felt that way about like, 
your friends who like somebody who saw like a picture of you, po- you post a picture going on. They're like, oh, I want your life. And you're like, my life? I've just been changing diapers. Like you saw one picture of like one time in six months, but like I'm like, you know, need to even diapers and like dealing with all this stuff. And, you know, yeah, we just aren't aware. And we sometimes I think we're not aware that we're perpetuating it, the falsehood. Um, What do you think of that new social media app, though, that's supposed to be like kind of like the anti-Instagram where it notifies you at a certain time of day? It's called Be Real. Notifies you at a certain moment of the day. Like you take a picture of what you're doing and it does the um, thing where it takes a picture from the front and the back at the same time. So you see the person's face and what they're looking at, wherever they are at that exact moment, and then it posts to the thing. And everyone does it at the same time. And then you you scroll through and you just see what everyone's doing at that exact moment and what they really look like. And it's supposed to be the truth. Interesting. Because you don't know when they're going to ask you to take the picture. So Whoa. you don't get to schedule it. You don't get to pick the greatest moments. You could be wow. in the toilet. Okay, okay, okay. And it's getting really popular. And I'm sure it's only a matter of time before Instagram just does the exact same thing. Yeah. And prompts you to just use the dual camera feature. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, but what do you think of that concept? Would that do anything to mitigate? I think it might the then. I, I think it's human nature to try to present a like every it's not even human nature it's animal instinct like it's it's biological to try to present the best version of yourself like fucking peacocks do it like it's like a mating mm-hmm. thing like this is this comes down to like what do i need to survive in order to survive i need to be accepted by my peers in order to be accepted by my peers i need to be doing the things that are deemed like acceptable and appreciated or whatever. Yeah, I want to be in the in-group. I want to be in the in-group. Yeah. So I think what it might do is it might make people, I don't know, change their day or their activities or whatever to appear, you know, you might spend more time waiting around for that. And it might not be everybody, but there's going to be a a percentage of of the user population that does do that. I can imagine that. We're going to just see. I think that that no matter what you do, there are unintended consequences and there are things that we cannot even, I don't know, anticipate or have the foresight to like predict. Yeah. Whatever humans create there, we will also ruin. (laughs) Yeah. I was thinking about this the other day when I, I I was reading an article that we will talk about in the other podcast about how those, um, Forever chemicals, they created something now that can destroy them. I think it should be, or, or at least do something to change them. Or, or, But I think that it should be a law, some ethical law, that you cannot create, you cannot manufacture and like mass produce or create a material if you haven't also created a way to dispose of it. Hmm. I think that should be like a new, because like... My brother, my little brother was talking to me about plastics and he was like, talk about things we got wrong. We we invented like single use plastic as a way to help and it turned into something that is so fucking bad. Mm -hmm. And so like, if we create it, we should also have, we should also, you should, before you mass produce anything, 
at a large scale, you should have the technology to then dispose of it properly. Yeah. I, I think like that should that be a new, a new environmental science law. Where are my environmental scientists at? I know you're listening because you've definitely talked to me before about our shared love of <laughs> anti-littering. Yeah, your passion for hatred of litter bugs. My, yes, my passion for um, being anti-litter bug. Yes. Okay, so the next couple episodes are going to be doozies because – so um, we'll kind of wrap it up here because – we have episode four yes. coming up of Brain Candy was deleted. It is deleted. not on the internet because I was so offensive wow. and um, like apparently hurtful. I think that th- it was called fitness, fat, and some other F, I forget what F word. Uh-huh. And we talked about like beauty. And, and feminism. Is that what it was? Yeah, because in episode f- five... The great debate. I said, did you listen to our last episode at where we talked about oh the Beschel God, test right. or something like that? Okay. So I think it was feminism. It was like fitness, which is like already. So many times over the years, we've been accused of fat phobia. And the episode four is definitely the genesis of that problem, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which we have since worked to mm-hmm. educate ourselves and evolve. But I am going to get it out. Of wow. where, the cobwebs, yeah, and we're gonna listen to it, and I'll include clips on here too because you guys can't <laughs> access it. Yeah, um, I'll send it to Sarah so she can listen also, and we'll say all the things we got wrong. Yeah, and then the one after that, as Sarah said, is the great debate where we let this woman call in. Yeah, ooh, do I have notes? Didn't believe in feminism, so. There is a lot to cover, people, and we are so glad you have joined us for this journey of you know, evolution and regret. (laughs) Okay. Well, there you go. What did you say? Growth? I said growth. Both. She said regret. Both. All of the above. All All of the above. Yeah. And who knows all the ways that this will evolve over time too. But this was episode one. How do you feel, Sarah? It's amazing. Fantastic. Make sure you guys subscribe because this is a different, um, what they call RSS feed. So it's not the brain candy um, feed. And so if you want to be notified of new episodes, you have to make sure you subscribe. And um, would you tell a friend? Because, you know, we got to get the word out. There's a whole new venture. Right. We've got to grow our brain candy. Brainiac army. And if you would like to listen along, all you have to do is go in the archives of um, Brain Candy and start at the beginning. There you go. And you're in for a real... We have episode five coming up next. All right, people. We'll see you next time. Bye. Well, I can't.